Hey, welcome. It is uh, 11.07. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we're talking about uh, ESG and uh, Andy Puzder, who, by the way, is also a native Clevelander. See how everybody, everybody that makes sense gets out of Cleveland. It's a shame. I was telling Brian during the break about Cleveland. I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, in the 1800s, Cleveland was the wealthiest city in the world. Not just in the country, in the world. Uh, Euclid Avenue, which is a, a, an east-west uh, thoroughfare, uh, we had what was called Millionaire's Row. And Rockefeller and all these other multi-millionaires had their homes there. They were huge mansions. They were just mansion after mansion after mansion. Uh, in fact, um, I'm trying to think of the author, the, uh, uh, Huckleberry Finn, who wrote the Mark Twain, said it was the most beautiful street in the world. Uh, Cleveland was that wealthy and that that big. Then the Democrats took over, and well, <laughs> see where we're at now. Anyway, Andy Puzder, uh, also a native Clevelander, talking um, with Tucker Carlson about this whole ESG investment thing and how investing has gotten so so ugly, really, because the left is so engaged in it. Facing a, a group think on the left that's really metastasized almost into a religion and they use things like climate change like uh, equity versus or, equal, equity over equality you know they we're no longer talking about uh, hiring people based on merit we're now talking about hiring people based on diversity forget martin luther king's we should judge people based on their you know their character their qualifications their merit we're not just we're, we're now openly judging people on their race or their sex this is this is a a terrible trend in this country and i think a lot of it descends from this esg mentality that the left has been able to impose on us through control by these asset managers of american business america's private sector it must be weird to see it happen in your world so when you were in college the radical left was on college campuses or at the sociology department at the state university or whatever, but they weren't running big companies. You certainly weren't asset managers. No. And you spent your life in this world. You must know a million other CEOs. And now a lot of them are infected with this brain virus. Yeah, and you, you really kind of can't, you can't avoid at least publicly supporting it. Now, like I said, privately, I think the stakeholder capitalism thing isn't, isn't real. For example, you know, Starbucks and Amazon, uh, you know, they signed. They're on that, that stakeholder capitalism. And one of, the, one of the stakeholders is employees. So when their employees wanted to unionize, did they come out and say, you know what, we're stakeholder capitalists. <laughs> Our profits are going to go down. Unionization, labor costs are going to go up. You're going to make less money, but you know, we're really good guys. No, they fought unionization. Of course, of course. So they, we'll pay for your abortions, but not for your maternity leave. That's right. So there's a, lo there's, a yeah, lot of, no. there's a lot of baloney that's kind of working through the system on this. But there is a real threat, and that's ESG investing and what these large asset managers are trying to impose on the American people using American people's own money yeah. to implement these policies. And you not know. just big investors, but like people's pension funds and stuff. Yeah, dude, look, if you want to change the world, do it at the ballot box or do it with your own money. Um, I can't agree more. Look, you invest because you want a return. You invest for your future. You, you want to be able to retire. You want to be able to you know, live in a nice home or, or whatever. You invest for profit. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing bad about that. The marketplace will decide 
whether or not your investment is good. Having these uh, the, the, these uh, investment houses tell you uh, ESG, you, you got to look for uh, what's good for the environment and what the left like. That's costing money. It's costing you money. And they're doing it to punish the companies that provide those goods, like oil and gas and kerosene and everything else. Uh, and, and frankly, it, it's going to hurt you in the long run. But they're doing it, and it is hurting everyone. All right, uh, we got to move on. Uh, I, I did uh, touch on the uh, price of eggs versus ground beef. Uh, part of the problem is, in fact, Biden. The other part of the problem is, of course, this bird flu problem. The global uh, bird flu uh, has wiped out about 100 million poultry, and high production uh, costs have pushed the price of a carton of 12 eggs to $4.82 in January, up from less than $2 a year earlier. Meanwhile, the price of a pound of ground chuck has fallen from four sixty four to $4.64. We're not just talking, we're talking ground chuck. Uh, wow, it was uh, $5.12. It's now down to less money than a dozen eggs. I'm thinking, Brian, big chicken. Yep, that's big, what it is. Big chicken. They're, they're the problem. Uh, but, you know, Bernie Sanders and uh, Squaw Warren, uh, uh-huh. they'll, prob- they'll probably fix the problem. I'm sure they will. They'll go after them. They'll fix it. <laughs> All right, a quick uh, story, another uh, medical breakthrough here. Uh, This is in the New York Post. Scientists switch off autism symptoms using a $3 epilepsy drug. Scientists are reporting a breakthrough discovery. A $3 pill uh, for uh, for epilepsy may be used to switch off autism symptoms. Uh, They're doing it with mice, and apparently it's working, according to a peer-reviewed study. Autism spectrum disorder is a complex developmental condition that impacts how an estimated 5.4 million or 2.2% of adults and 1 in 44 children in the United States perceives and socializes with others. It's often accompanied by abnormalities such as epilepsy or hyperactivity, according to the Centers for Disease Control. But a team of experts in Germany's Hector Institute uh, translational uh, brain research found that the medication it's called uh, I'm trying to get this right Lamotrin Lamotrin L-A-M-O-T-R-I-G-I-N-E Lamotrin an anti-seizure drug first approved for use uh, here in this country in 1994 was able to curb behavior and social problems linked with the disorder Now their findings are being hyped as the closest thing yet to a potential cure. Apparently, drug treatment in adulthood can alleviate brain cell dysfunction and thus counteract the behavioral abnormalities typical of autism. I think this is amazing. Um, There are some really high-functioning autistic people out there. Uh, this might make a huge difference in their lives. The drug typically sells for just under $3 a pill. Uh, it reverses changes to brain cells caused by a genetic mutation. 
They spent years searching for molecular abnormalities that contribute to ASD and have identified something called MYT1L. Uh, that's a protein that plays a role in this. I don't know what it takes to, uh, to get it. I'm sure that the government will spend uh, 10 or 20 years uh, before they decide you can actually get your hands on this if you've got a, an autistic uh, uh, family member. But it does show some great promise. And I, and I hope that they get through this very quickly. I hope they do the testing as fast as they can. Um, uh, you know, can you imagine, Brian, being the parent of an autistic child? You know your, your, your child is going to outlive you. And your child needs to be self-sufficient. They need... Yes. Um, and, and so you probably spend your entire life squirreling away money that can be used to, to carry them through their, their years. Imagine if they could take a $3 pill. Yeah. Wow. That would be amazing. All right. Um, moving on. Drag shows. Drag shows. This is where uh, men and women dress up as women and men. And uh, in their latest, quote, anti-LGBTQ uh, push, Conservative lawmakers from multiple states have recently introduced a series of bills targeting drag performances, particularly those with kids in attendance. Um, legislators from at least seven states, Arizona, Idaho, Michigan, Montana, and Missouri, along with Tennessee and Texas, have proposed anti-drag laws. It's really brand new, says uh, this uh, Sarah Warblow, uh, legal director for the Human Rights Campaign. Prior to this, there had been attacks on drag story hours at libraries by conservative entities. And there had been a lot of critiques, but not legislative attacks. There were at least 141 anti-LGBTQ protest threats and violent actions against dra drag events in venues in the United States last year. So one bill that was proposed in Arizona would make it a misdemeanor to put on a drag performance in a public place. It would classify drag as an adult cabaret performance similar to topless dancers or strippers, according to the bill's text. What do you think about that? Should the state of Missouri or any local government Make it a crime to put on a drag performance in a public place. I've got my opinion on this. You may be surprised when you hear it. And I'll share it with you next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Welcome. It is uh, 21 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. By the way, I just got this uh, message. John Lott sent me a message. Apparently, uh, Michael Bloomberg is accusing him of being responsible for the uh, shooting on the college campus yesterday. We'll talk about this in greater detail on Saturday morning with Gary on guns. But uh, the Trace, which is a Bloomberg uh, group, says after mass shooting, after a mass shooting, people often ask why the U.S. hasn't passed stronger gun control laws. One major factor, John Lott, a researcher whose work has been used for decades to justify looser firearm regulations, despite serious concerns about his methods. Um, it's, 
it's terrible to recirculate this piece uh, whenever there is a mass shooting. But people inevitably ask why there is no progress on policy reforms. One reason, John Lott. So apparently, it's no longer the NRA. It's now John Lott who is responsible uh, for uh, any gun crime. Has he been arrested yet? Or No, but I'm sure they'll try to defund him. Uh, they'll try to silence him. That's what the left does. Remember, fingers Yeah, they'll they'll try to silence him. But I've I've followed his research, and so far I have not found any any flaws. Uh, he, he just knows what's what's going on in the world of, of uh, gun laws, left and right. And don't forget, he started off being an anti-gunner. He was setting out to prove that gun control laws work. Uh, he was a favorite son of the left then. Now, of course, <laughs> not so much. Now, they're not so crazy about him. Uh, drag shows, apparently Republicans in several states are trying to outlaw them or make them a crime if performed in public. Friday in Arizona, they uh, passed a... They're, they're trying to get this thing through, make it a misdemeanor to put on a drag performance in a public place. Uh, it would classify drag as an adult cabaret performance. Uh, then uh, another bill was introduced in the state last week that would ban the use of state money for drag shows for anyone under 18, essentially prohibiting appearances at schools and public libraries. Well, I agree with that. I don't think the government should be putting on drag shows in schools. That's not the point of it. As we said earlier in the program, it's reading, writing, and arithmetic. But if somebody wants to, you know, if somebody has a venue and they want to put on a drag show, they're consenting adults, I don't care. Even if parents bring their kids in, I don't care. I may think it's a bad idea, but it's your kid. You want to expose them to that nonsense, that's your job. That's, that's your responsibility. So I don't think it should be illegal. I think they should be allowed to do it. But not in schools. Nah. Government functions? Nah. Don't think so. To the phones we go, and John is in line first. John, welcome. How are you? Good, Gary. Thank you. Uh, I agree. I was going to say that not in schools, but they should make a law against it. But it ought to be a crime, like any other crime, if somebody would make you participate against your will. Oh, yeah. That, that goes without saying. Like children, maybe not at school, but on a road trip or, uh, you know, a, a day away from the school. So that that's my opinion on that. And on the John Lott comment, I've, I've done some thinking about this, and, I'm, and I'm, it's hard for me to, to not understand why liberals can't see the mass shootings as a is a mental disorder, not a gun problem. And I think the fact that they support the LBGDQ, XYZ, IOU, and the drag queens and taking it to school and all that, they all, all think that is acceptable. Is the, It's a mental illness. We all know it's a mental illness, okay? And nature doesn't doesn't condone this, but they do, 
and that's why they can't see the gun issue that that it's people that are mentally ill. I mean, even this guy that just had this last shooting, the family said he was mentally ill and he didn't take his education, but they don't contribute the shooting to that. They automatically go to the gun. So because of their blindness and lack of, uh, of, of seeing the mental illness, that's why they can't deal with this. Well, as I often say on the program, <clears throat> blaming the gun for gun violence is like blaming the fork for obesity. Nobody is saying ban silverware because people are putting on weight. That it's the same, but it's the same argument. But but they have these kids and the and the younger people convinced that it's the guns, and you know you know as well as I do that liberalism is a mental illness in itself. It really has to be because look at what they stand for and what they what they try to teach people. I mean, the proof is there. I mean, it's not that hard to see, and they absolutely do not understand consequences about anything. Just like about print, printing too much money, they don't understand the consequences of it. Well, apparently the Republicans don't either. Uh, so that's a disease they both suffer from. Otherwise, the Republicans would be fighting. Uh, I agree. To 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 uh, stop all that spending, but not uh, all of them, but most of them, yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, not all, but most. All right, John, I got to run. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. No, they shouldn't be outlawed. Uh, you want to do a drag show? Do a drag show. I don't care. Consenting adults, fine. If your parents, uh, you know, if parents think it's okay, then that's their responsibility. But making it a crime, that's going too far. Uh, and that's going to come back to bite us. It, it's it's not the role of government to protect you from yourself. Uh, and somehow that's what both Democrats and Republicans think they have the right to do. It is, I believe, a mental illness. And, and I do believe progressivism is a sign of greed. If you're a progressive, you're greedy. They always charge conservatives with being greedy. Oh, you're greedy. You have money for your rich Republican friends. And, oh, man, you guys are just greedy. You want to keep... Well, that's, that's not greed. No, really, that's not greed. You make your money. It's yours. You get to do with it as you please. It's, that's not being greedy. What's being greedy is saying, I want what I want, and I'm going to make you pay for it. Whether you want to or not, I'm going to take your money because it's what I want, what I think we should have. Now, that's really the definition of greed, isn't it? Wanting what you want and being willing to take it by force from the people who you think should be paying for it. You've decided you want this government program. We're going to tax the hell out of the rich. We're going to take your money and force you to pay for it. That is greed. To be a progressive, you have to be greedy. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
1135, glad to have you with us. It is the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, you can reach me uh, on the interwebs. Just go to GaryNolan.com. It'll let you send me a message. Uh, you don't have to worry about cookies and advertisements and you don't have to you don't have to sign up you don't get any emails from me unless you ask for a response um or you can just pick up the phone and call us 800-529-5572 uh if you're local 874-9390 uh brian can we post that richard gervais uh the, yes, not his could. photograph, uh-huh. but the Sam Smith photograph on, on Facebook. I think we can, yeah. I would like to show everybody. Brian and I have been friends now for going on 15 years. He's been my producer, and, and he's done a terrific job. And so I have offered to buy him a suit. Because I don't have one, and I do have a formal affair coming up at uh, the governor's mansion here uh, soon. And Well, this is a formal and attire. I maybe... Uh, yeah, I think uh, this might work. <laughs> I think you. We'll just see what people think uh, about my generosity. Uh, I'm offering to buy this suit for you, and you know the the really nice thing about it is um, you don't have to. You know how like when women go out and they go, "Oh my God, she's wearing the same dress I'm wearing." Mm-hmm. I think you can go out comfortably knowing that nobody will be at that affair wearing the same suit you're wearing. That is true. You think uh, I'll be turning some heads? You'll be t- you'll be turning some stomachs. <laughs> oh Lord! You want me to just put the picture and let people decide? Yes. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Just uh, what no, do you think? Uh, no caption necessary. I'll just yeah. post it. Uh, well, actually, let them come up with a caption. Okay. I think that might be the way to go. Let them let them come up with a caption. This uh, this photograph is of a guy named Sam Smith. Uh, he was at a British Awards event. And he is apparently a performer. Uh, I'm not familiar with him, but he came wearing this this uh, this suit. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, uh, yeah, whatever. It's a formal the hell. suit. Yeah, it's his formal. You Kinda know, shiny. On, on national TV, so, can you imagine how uncomfortably hot that is? <laughs> I mean, it, it is uh, head to toe. It looks like vinyl. Would you guess? Or plastic of some sort. Well, I don't know. That's, I think that's vinyl. Well, that v- vinyl is a plastic. Yeah. But it's... It, apparently, it's um, it's inflatable. Yeah. And it is up, by the way. So you can go to Gary uh, the, the Gary Nolan Show on Facebook, and uh, you can see that outfit. I'm thinking Brian would be the hit of Life any of the party. Event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricky Gervais uh, made a comment on it. I thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll see uh, Brian if I can get my hands on that and, and okay. send it to you. I appreciate that. But look at that picture and see if you can come up with a caption. Look at the picture. It's at uh, the Gary Nolan Show on Facebook. And see if you can come up with a caption for that photograph. Whew, this is going to be fun. I cannot wait to see it. Um. People just come up with the greatest, uh, the greatest stuff. Uh, let's see. There is a piece from Ryan Fournier uh, on Twitter. Apparently, Brian, the government is paying two thousand one hundred and twenty-five dollars a month in refugee benefits to refugees who have resettled in the United States. Well, that's nice of us. I didn't even know we were. You didn't know you were that. contributing, uh-huh. did you? No. no. Yeah. Uh, Social Security recipients who have paid into the system their whole lives get $1,400 a month on average. 
So if you come to this country and resettle, you get twenty one hundred twenty five bucks. Wow! If you've paid into the system and you're retired, you get about fourteen hundred. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, doesn't I it? I think the trick is to leave the country and sneak back in and say you'd like to resettle. Yeah, I think you'd have to declare your citizenship is uh, is over and then sneak in and well, say, the, hey, here I am. The problem with ending your citizenship, Brian, is it literally will cost you more money <laughs> than you get on Social Security. Yeah. You'd, you would think that all you'd have to do is declare it. Uh, or just send the government a letter. Hey, look, I am no longer a citizen. Uh, I'm giving up all my uh, rights as a citizen. And it would be over. Right. But no, no, it it costs money. Nothing is free, including quitting being a citizen. But then you could come back into the they country. They probably charge some kind of exit tax, too, I'm sure. Well, if you have a lot of money, they do. Yeah. If you've got a lot of money, <clears throat> you can't just... Uh, write a check at the bank in the new country and say, uh, transfer all my money here. No, no, no. The, the government gets a chunk of it. Uh, and because we're, you know, still a pretty powerful economic uh, uh, entity, we can threaten other countries. You let us know how much money he's got and what he's brought there, and you pay those taxes, or we'll cut you off. So we're, we're sort of arrogantly... Uh, dictating to other countries what they must do in terms of American taxes. Otherwise, people would, rightly so, put all their money in a bank account in another country and then, you know, retire. But no, no, government's got you covered. They will tax you for every dime you own. But $2,125 a month, I say you renounce your citizenship and then you come in through Mexico. In fact, I would get citizenship in, uh, what do you think, Guatemala or maybe even Mexico if, uh, you know, if you can provide it, you could prove you, you've made an enemy of the drug cartel. And then they'll give you almost twice as much money to be here. You, you kind of get the, the best of both worlds. I'm always thinking, people, I'm always trying to help you. Uh, I'm going out of my way to come up with ways for you to retire more comfortably. On someone else's dime. Well, yeah, that's the way it's done in this country now. It's, it's never, you know, you squirrel away the money and, and invest it. Let the government have it. Uh, they'll take care of it. There is a report out, Economic Freedom in, of, of North America... And uh, they point to the states that are the freest. And I'll tell you where we stand here in Missouri. Uh, but on leaving the country, uh, Jerry, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, good morning. Uh, if I were going to do that, I would say I am coming in from Belize because English is their national language. And that would explain your uh, good uh, handling of the English language that way. Oh, no accent that way. Yeah, I said, oh, I'm from Belize. They speak English. That's their that's their national language. So then you wouldn't have to, you know, if your Spanish is poor like mine, you'd get by. Uh, you see, between the two of us, Jerry, I think we've worked out a solution. How to save? <laughs> how to make more money off the backs of taxpayers? Yeah, geez, yeah. they're going to think we're Democrats. Jerry, thank you for the call. You bet. I'm glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. 
economic freedom of North America. Uh, this uh, this comes from the Mackinac Center, and uh, if you haven't uh, seen some of their studies, they're pretty good. And they point out the states that are best and worst. And no surprise, California and New York offer the least economic freedom of any state in the country. But some states are a standout. Some states, you and I was kind of surprised, Alaska is an, another one of the states with the least economic freedom. Um, but there are states in, in four different categories. There's most free, second quartile, third quartile, and least free. New York, California, Alaska, uh, Oregon, all of these states, uh, they're just not free. But where do we stand in the state of Missouri? I'll tell you that next. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11.49. Glad to have you with us. Uh, don't forget Glenn Beck coming up next. Uh, Sean Hannity. Randy Tobler is going to be on board. Uh, I'll be curious to see if uh, Randy Tobler finds that story about the uh, uh, $3 pill for autism uh, and to see what he has to say about it. Uh, in the meantime, we put up this photograph of this British performer who went to an awards show apparently on national television, <laughs> wearing an, an awful, awful outfit. Um, and uh, we said, uh, come up with a, with a caption. Uh, and we've gotten some interesting responses. Some people just sent me a, a message at GaryNolan.com. Uh, Anthony said, it looks like a burnt chicken. Charles says, caption on the uh, uh, Sam Smith picture, Libertarians Unite Free Speech Forever. And then uh, finally, Marty comes up with one. So, Gary, how's he going to pee while wearing that suit? I uh, don't want to be around for that. Uh, Vic says, never eat a Taco Bell before you throw on a form-fitting latex outfit. Uh, Polly wants to know if anybody's got a pin. Uh, Kathy just says, that they, why? <laughs> why would anybody wear an outfit like that? Um, good Lord idiot. I have no idea why anybody would wear that in public. Brian wants to know how much money it would take for me to go out to an event wearing this outfit. <laughs> it would have to be so much money, Brian, that I never have to show up in public again. Right. The humiliation alone. Yes, it would be worth uh, at least a couple million. Yeah, because you'd, you'd never be able to go out and play. No. Everybody would point and go, he's the guy. That is him, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that is that is just <laughs> horrible. All right, economic freedom of the of North America for 2022. This is uh, telling us what are the freest states. And interestingly, Florida, Georgia, Texas, uh, North and South Dakota, uh, these are the most free states. Indiana, uh, surprisingly, a most free state. But where do we stand? Well, we are in the second quartile. Let me make sure that I got that right, not the third. Yeah, we're in the second. Uh, Ohio, which you think of as a red state, is in the third quartile. But Missouri's in the second. Now, how could Missouri do better when it comes to economic freedom? Well, they get rid of the income tax. They get rid of the personal property tax. 
they can get rid of all the licensing of all the occupations. Do a few of those things, and we could be the hot place to be. Everybody's talking about going to Florida, going to Texas. Who do you hear talking about, I can't wait to go to Missouri? Nobody. People aren't leaving New York and California. Maybe some are, but not in, in substantial numbers, to come to Missouri. But that could change. Republicans could make that happen. They could get rid of the personal property tax and the income tax, go to a consumption tax, and, and get rid of all the licensures, and this state would be, we'd be in a better position than Tennessee. Tennessee right now is a freer state. We could be a freer state than Tennessee. I think the only tax in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, on capital gains. They don't have any income tax. Let me just see. Tennessee. Now, Tennessee is one of the most free states. But, and, and, and they're right up against us, and they're doing better than us. Everybody would profit if you did that. You'd have more businesses opening up, greater demand for labor. And when there's greater demand for labor, that, you know, that drives up the price, the cost of labor. That brings more people in. They consume. That's good for business. Republicans in the legislature and the governor have the power to do this. They can make this happen. They, can, they could turn Missouri into one of those places that you constantly... You're always hearing about, oh, there are, the companies are going to Texas. Companies are going to Florida. People in New York are moving down to Florida. That's the place to be. Missouri should be the place to be. We'd all be better off. I don't know. I don't know what stops them. There's nothing that gets in their way. Republicans can make it happen. But they're, they're just not doing it. Drawing on uh, results... Um, from all these states, the economic freedom of North America concluded economic freedom is positively correlated with per capita income, economic growth, greater life expectancy, lower child mortality, the development of democratic institutions, civil and political freedoms, and other desirable social and economic outcomes. Economic freedom has generally increased slightly in recent years until COVID-19 pandemic. And particularly government policy reactions to it reversed the trend. The policy responses to the coronavirus pandemic, including massive increases in government spending, monetary expansion, travel restrictions, regulatory mandates, etc., really kind of put a hurt on us. Among the states, Florida, the most economically free, followed by New Hampshire, South Dakota, a tie between Texas and Tennessee, California ranked 49th, besting only New York among the subcategories. Golden State ranked 49th in government spending, 45th in taxes, 38th in labor market freedom. Rounding out the bottom five were Hawaii, Vermont, and Oregon. We could be the next Texas, the next Florida, 
the next really free state. But we're not. Um, all right. Uh, let me do, uh, let me see if I'm going to get through all of this. No, I don't want to get anything too deep because we, what do we have left? Two minutes, minute and a half, something like yep. that. Um, if you want to send me a message, and I get messages all night long. People uh, send messages to uh, to my email. And I try to respond to them when I can. Uh, but if you want to get to... Uh, it, it's, a lot of people can't call on the phone. They, they, they're at work, uh, or they're just shy, or they don't want the world to know who they are, but they want to make a comment. You can do that by going to GaryNolan.com. And... You can send me a message. And really, it, it asks for things like your email address, etc. You don't even have to fill that out. If you don't, unless you want me to respond to you directly via email, you don't even have to put that in there. Just send it, and it'll pop up in studio. Tomorrow, believe it or not, is Think Tank Thursday. I am um, surprised again how fast the week is going. Uh, but we have a full boat, it appears. Dave Rowland is going to be with us. Uh, Jim Babka is going to be on board. Uh, we've just, uh, we've got it all. A uh, very quick reminder before I do run out of time, next week on Thursday and Friday, we are going to do a fundraiser uh, for the Children's Miracle Network. It is such a great organization. And they uh, they treat kids and the money they, they get stays right here in Columbia. It doesn't go anywhere else. They don't ship it out of state. It's the 17th annual 93.9 The Eagle Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. And Brian, do you know if we're going to do this in Springfield? Are they going to carry the uh, show? It is not, no. It is not. Uh, many thanks to our friends at Equipment Share. Um, they are part of what makes this happen along with the Missouri Credit Union um, and a whole host of other uh, sponsors, including Brian Ware Plumbing, uh, Missouri Heart Center, uh, Extreme Body and Paint. Uh, these people all help us put this together. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.